an AppleViz original. So the, the, the app's purpose is to recognize, scan, and deliver to us, the blind people, uh, expiry date in a way that we can manage. So speech, speech, speech synthesis or even braille, if you want. You know, I'm I'm the only person who have the has the experience of blindness slash slow vision, should I say, on the team. So my uh, quote unquote struggle with the team was to teach them uh, all these experiences, and that's why we not only relied on my personal experiences, which would not be enough. I suppose, uh, uh, and that's why we organize a series of tests with uh, the blind and, and low-sighted people. The project leader, Artur, approaching me and telling me, listen, I've done some research and I think a dating app would be a good idea for the blind community. And I said, surely so. But there is another thing which is an unmet need for the community <laughs> and where you could use actually artificial intelligence, which, was, which is his field of expertise. And this is expiry uh, date recognition and scanning. Hello and welcome to an AppleViz Extra interview edition. My name is Thomas Donva, also known as Anonymous, and today we have a host and a guest here that's going to be talking to us about a new app that just came out called Zuzenka. And with me in the house today, I have Voice Tech. How are you? Hi, hi. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Well, it is a pleasure to have you on, and I tell you, I've been playing with the Zuzenka a lot and i did a podcast on this yesterday and i really enjoy this immensely because it just brings a whole new thing to my life i don't have to worry about because one of the hardest thing for us to do as a blind is that just being able to find such as an expiration date on a product and being able to instantaneously bring it up and show us when it expires, et cetera. But before I steal the show and keep just rambling there, I'm going to have you tell us what, in your word, is Zuzantec is. Well, the app is uh, um, devoted or is built uh, with the visually impaired persons in mind, but anyone can use it, obviously. And it's a um, it's the first as far as I can tell, the first expiry date scanner. So the, the, the app's purpose is to recognize, scan, and deliver to us, the blind people, uh, expiry date in a way that we can manage. So speech, speech, speech synthesis or even Braille, if you want. And the... the the, the idea behind the app was to make it as simple as possible. So you just uh, tap on uh, on the app, it opens, and you can proceed to scan the uh, expiry date, and that's it. Well, you presented some good points there, and you're right. It is definitely geared to also for those with low vision because you do have some Op, um, options in there for those of low vision and as you state which is kind of important too is that for those 
that are even deaf blind can use a braille display and be able to see the results of the exp- expired products. Yes, that's right. Uh, we wanted to stick to all the standards, and also, you know, I'm I'm the only person who have the has the experience of blindness slash slow vision, should I say, on the team. So my uh, quote unquote struggle with the team was to teach them uh, all these experiences, and that's why we not only relied on my personal experiences, which would not be enough. I suppose, uh, uh, and that's why we organized a series of tests with uh, the blind and, and low-sighted people. And uh, some of the more intriguing and best ideas came from them, not from me. <laughs> Isn't that odd? And that's kind of funny. But yeah, the design of it is just beautiful and laid out. So was it made in-house? Yes, yes. The the team worked on it first, and then we presented it to uh, our testers, and uh, through a series of, as we call them, approximations in the jargon, uh, we've reached the state we are in now. That makes sense. And so, um, as being blind yourself, that definitely helps, you know, because you know what you need to come what you're trying to produce and what would satisfy the blind community. And, you know, how is it, so is it difficult to be able to interpret the different uh, expiration date from different countries? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not a computer programmer. I'm just a <laughs> humble humanist slash social scientist, yeah. translator, interpreter. So I, I cannot tell you about the intricacies of algorithmic thinking, uh, but they did it. And it wasn't working as good as, as it is now at the beginning mm. of the process. Uh, but actually, the people who know many things about you know, setting your own, setting up your own company and running startups and and actually testing these these things out, tell us that we we were really fast in in delivering the product because we only started working on it in January, so uh, so it took us about twelve months, about a year to to launch the the ready-made product. Mm. How did you come up with a name for it? Well, uh, to be honest, uh, this is a secret of the project leader, and uh, he refuses to, to tell us what is the origin of this name. But uh, <laughs> but it's a nice one, and we really we, we really are, we're thinking of changing it changing it because it was a code name for the app in 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 its development process. But then we came up with all these strange things like you know blind blind data or date scanner recognition whatever and it sounded like going on a date so we thought well Susanka is quite nice it sounds great and it sounds uh, Czech-ish I would say and uh, it's cool I I love the name what a hoot that that's funny so he's we'll never know the origin of the name he'll just go to the grave with him I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he can he can tell us sometime at some point in the future. But uh, mm, we are planning to introduce other apps for other purposes, and these also have uh, female code names. So, oh, interesting, so, interesting person. 
<laughs> yes, and, and I'm, I must tell you, I know many Zuzas, Zuzanas. Uh-huh. Zuzanka is like a Czech name, but, uh, but its Polish version is Zuzana. And I think all the people who have this name, Zuzanna, are, are just very good and nice people. So, Well, that's a good start there, is that I noticed that, you know, our TTS is only what we hear and assume the name is. So it sounds like it's Zuzanka. Yes, yes, ah, Zuzanka. So it's not Zuzanka. So that's kind of an English-American way of saying it because that's how the TTS, but Zuzanka. Okay, I like that better, actually. Oh, good <laughs> to hear better. that. <laughs> well, tell us about the story. How, how did this come about? Where did it start? Well, you see, as a visually impaired person myself and with one leg in the academia and the other leg in in you know other practical more practical things i get a lot of phone calls from people who want to do something good for the community but who don't know what to do uh, so these people would offer me certain projects and they approach to me with sometimes bizarre ideas and uh, my my goal there always is to kind of let them know what is really of use for the community. And I remember that uh, project leader, Artur, approaching me and telling me, listen, I've done some research and I think a dating app would be a good idea for the blind community. And I said, surely so. But there is another thing which is an unmet need for the community <laughs> and where you could use actually artificial intelligence, which, was, which is his field of expertise. And this is expiry uh, date recognition and scanning. So, and then he came back to me a few days later and said, my team said it was possible to do that. So that's how it started. Wow. And that was, what, done 12 months ago when the storyboard or just kind of laid out the groundwork for it? Uh, about 12 months ago. Plus, we needed to apply for funding for this project because it's a, it's a labor-intensive and cost-intensive project. And I'll, I'll come to, the, to it in a second. But the reason why I offered him this idea of expiry date is that uh, as a visually impaired person myself and my wife, Camila, is also visually impaired, we are having a lot of troubles with, with these <laughs> expiry dates and we sometimes invite, uh, invite our sighted relatives to uh, go through uh, the food products or any other products that may have expiry date on them and it's so frustrating, so annoying, annoying for us to, to do that. So, so that's why I, I immediately, immediately thought of it. Like we have so many brilliant apps that can do OCR for us, that, that can scan uh, whatever, the notes, um, the bills, uh, and we didn't have up until now this functionality so that's how it all started that's amazing you're you're so right you hit it right on the head that's as you know that's i don't know why it never occurred to me but when this app came out i was like oh my goodness this is brilliant because this is definitely something that we all can use you know like a dating app that's something that not all of us would use and such but this would 
in that check that box of saying, hey, this is a great tool that everybody can use and will use on a daily basis, especially if you are living alone or with a other visually partner that have trouble seeing expiration date, and we all struggle through that. So tell me about the team then. So who's in it? Tell us a little bit about yourself and the team that are involved in this. Okay, so Arthur is our leader, and it's the person who is behind, you know, writing paperwork and uh, project papers, etc., applying for funding. So he's great uh, with with doing all these all these things that I'm not so great with. <laughs> uh, we have uh, two programmers uh, or software developers. Uh, so one is uh, Jarek, and he's very into algorithmic stuff and he's really good at it and the other one is Serhi who is by the way came from Ukraine and uh, he's brilliant in terms of front end so most of the interface or rather the entire interface is his job uh, and he really learned taught himself or learned how to do accessible accessible apps very quickly, and uh, after a few months, he, he would just pop up with new ideas, which are all very good. We used to have another programmer, female programmer, Monica, who lives in Spain, and uh, she was also instrumental in, in training the algorithm, so I should acknowledge her role as well. Um, and uh, we have Adam, who is also in charge of, of uh, all these technicalities, like, uh, for example, when we had testing sessions, uh, we would offer uh, the participants uh, of, of these sessions certain, um, certain gratification for uh, participating. I think this is a really ethical thing to do, to offer uh, the blind or low-sighted people, or anyone else for that matter, um, some sort of gratification, compensation for their participation in, in research. And this is what we did. And I also needed a, a, a sighted assistant uh, to, to assist me during the test, uh, testing process. And uh, that was his role. And last but not least, uh, there is my humble person. Uh, I am uh, I'm a linguist, uh, a translation studies uh, scholar by training and translator and interpreter, English into Polish and Spanish into Polish interpreter. So I have these uh, various hats where I work at the academia, work as interpreter slash translator, and I've started this uh, accessibility line of my work 10 years ago. I think I was involved heavily in audio description and I continue to be involved in that. And, and then uh, I sort of participated uh, in, uh, in several projects uh, related to uh, app development and other forms of accessibility. What a great set of team you have there. So well done. And you're right. I mean, just looking at this app, it's just professionally done and it's very well laid out. You can tell there's a lot of time and effort that went into this. So congratulations to the team. And they definitely get a pat on the back for something that's just remarkable. And what a wonderful story. Um, thank you for that. And I now you got me curious, and I'm sure some that are listening are going to ask, how did the funding work? And so how did this get off the ground? So what funded this and what kind of uh, monetize you have going on for this app? 
Well, uh, just to recognize, uh, before I go into funding, just to recognize the fact that uh, I'm really proud of the team and I'm really proud of the fact that this project was built right from its start with a uh, member of the target community at its center because I was always consulted about everything. And uh, that's something, you know, I work at the academia and uh, I work in various uh, other fields and uh, it's not often that you come across uh, a team that, um, you know, so fully embraces you as, as the member of, uh, you know, the target group they are supposed to work for. And uh, it, it really needs to be acknowledged that uh, as as a sort of paradigm of work, this is a good approach to to have uh, someone who is from the community uh, at the central stage. And it's also that uh, in many of these projects, you have team members uh, or IT specialists or professionals earning uh, huge amounts of money. And then us, the partially sighted, low sighted, blind consultants earning very little. That was really not the case. We have very equitable policy in terms of, you know, paying for um, participation in the project. And also, as I, as I told you before, uh, we did make sure that all the testers were compensated for their effort. And I really insisted on that. And there was no problem with that, of course. But when it comes to funding, well, we should ask uh, people who were in charge of it because I only benefited mm -hmm. from it in terms of having a calm mind and working um, in a tranquil setting on, on, on this project. Uh, but I know that that was, we applied for funding from um, from a, a special funding body which was partially funded by the Polish uh, National Center for uh, Research and Development. Mm. So it was partially a private fund and partially uh, Polish National Center for Research and Development. Mm -hmm. And uh, also what needs to be stressed that within the whole, the, the, the same funding source, um, you know, there were other projects, and I think ours is is the most successful one in terms of, you know, implementing a solution and, and putting something on the market and applying things we've we've done. And as I as I told you before, we consulted with some of the experts in the field, and they were really amazed that it took us uh, really not that long to to release the app. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. And you're, you're so right. And I really appreciate you um, going out and appreciating the effort and making sure everybody is, is well compensated. And that is wonderful to hear. Um, we love hearing stories like that. And I'm always glad to hear that everybody got something out of it that is not starving kind of a payment but compensation that is seemed to be de deemed fair so i appreciate that um i you know the zuzanka I, I i have to ask about this and i as i was using it yesterday i did some idea came across and i'm curious is does any of the information or the scanning results that i do on zuzanka is that being transferred to a server or to you or is that just strictly on the device itself 
Well, uh, it depends if you agree to that. Well, by by default, and this is stated in the privacy policy that you agree to before launching the app, you are agreeing to send some information to us only specifically for the purpose of improving of the accuracy. And uh, uh, while you may be asking yourself, what is the information I'm transferring now that I didn't uh, didn't disagree with uh, mm-hmm. uh, transferring anything? Well, you can do that by going to settings and general, and there you can uncheck the box for for transfer data transfer. Well, all, all these information related to uh, app crashes, etc., which is quite um, sensible and I would say non-controversial, but then there is uh, there are also some pictures that may be transferred if you agree to do so uh, to us, uh, and that is when uh, you, well, just to go back a bit, uh, if you use the app, there are all these different beep sounds that you hear. So there is this short beep, which is saying like, I'm active, you can use me, the scanner. There is the long beep in in um, rather um, distant spaces of time, and this is when it intends to tell you, uh, I am working, I'm seeing something which may be expiry date or not. So none of these pictures will be ever transferred to us. It will always stay on your uh, device and uh, and uh, basically the whole procedure takes uh, place on your device so the, the recognition takes place uh, process takes place on your device now then right before it recognizes the uh, the expiry date it will increase the speed of beeps so it will go like beep 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 and then also you would never uh, transfer anything to us no none of the pictures would go to us only when the beep sound, the, the quick beep sound, goes for more than three seconds. So in a way that the algorithm can see that there is the expiry date over there, but it cannot deal with that. Then in those uh, um, border cases, uh, you may opt, uh, you may opt out from this, but it will send us a picture of it because we want to improve the algorithm. We want it to be to be more uh, precise and accurate, and it's quite accurate and precise right now, mm-hmm. uh, as far as I can tell. But uh, we want to improve it also. Yeah, that's a, that's a really that's a good point, and um, it really essentially if. If you can, and I tell our listeners, I, I would highly encourage you to leave that that option in to turn on to share, because like you say, the, I, I think the more pictures and the more situation where we have a difficult time finding something, the better results that might end in the future, because those pictures are being sent to the team to analyze and see if they can tweak the AI just a little bit to see things better. And the more input they get the better results for everybody is that pretty much true yes and of course uh, these are detached from all the other personal information you may have so it's not that it says oh voitex iphone <laughs> sent today at 1505 this picture from his kitchen at uh, his home in warsaw <laughs> it's just th- this is the picture that was sent and that's it uh, there is no personal data attached uh, to it. So I think this is something which is really important to state. And also, uh, 
coming to uh, speaking of the process uh, we put into it um, in order for the algorithm to work the team uh, fortunately enough I wasn't um, I wasn't involved in that for obvious reasons the team needed to take about 17,000 pictures of expiry dates on packages and uh, you know, I, I attended uh, recently an academic slash practical conference, and there was another. There was a paper on a similar solution, but the people who did it had 100 pictures taken. So now we have 17,000, <laughs> and wow. with your kind uh, support, dear users, we'll have more, and we'll be able to recognize dates across the world, which is something that is happening because we have now users from the US uh, through South Africa to Malaysia, so it does seem to be working. But anyway, there is always scope uh, for improvement with these algorithms. Definitely. Um I am curious now that is this, um, let's talk to our users about the Zuzanka cost. And so it's free to download. And I thought maybe you can just kind of chime in and tell everybody about the different plans and the difference between them all, um, if you would. Sure. Uh, I'll do my best because, because I can see these prices in uh, Polish zlotys, not in US dollars. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the exact dollars, but you know, or money, currency, but just kind of an idea. There's four different uh, types of payment I think you accept. Well, the idea is that first for, for the first 14 days, you can run it absolutely for free. So you can test it out. You don't have to believe us that it works. You can test it out in different light conditions or any other conditions you, you may have, as we did during our testing sessions, because we went to the users' homes to, to test uh, in their particular conditions, not in the conditions we set for them, mm -hmm. in, in the lab conditions. So following those 14 days, you will still be able to continue scanning your expiry dates. Uh, the limit is that you will be able to only scan one expiry date, recognize one expiry date per day. And there's going to be, I think, one day in a month that you will be able to recognize as many expiry dates as you wish. Mm. Now, if you want to get full access following the 14-day day, uh, trial, you can do that by purchasing some of our subscription options or one of our subscription options. We have monthly subscription, which is uh, worth, I think, about two US dollars if I'm converting right, uh, rightly the, the amount in Polish Zlotys. Then there is uh, the, I think, six-month uh, option, which would uh, cost you about 10 US dollars. Uh, then there is another for a year, which would cost you something like 18 US dollars. And, and then there is the lifetime subscription, uh, which is uh, something about 20 which is like 25 US dollars, I think. And uh, I must say, uh, I was also the one who invented the, the pricing uh, structure because the team didn't have any idea how to price it. And I was tempted to uh, use 
the template established by cache reader. So you have all these different options and then you have the lifetime subscription, just as it is the case with cache reader. Uh, but cache reader is a bit more expensive when it comes to lifetime subscription. And also I would say, uh, I've purchased cache reader many years ago and I haven't really used it that, that often, whereas expiry date recognition I use all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, you know, the price is, is fair. And I think the price point that you point on it is very good. And now typically I will balk and complain about prices, but this is right in the ballpark. And I appreciate that. And it's really, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned cash reader as being kind of a template or a cookie cutter that's, um, a lot of us do use that app, and as wonderful as that app is, it just has a lot of different options. So this is pretty easy to remember and to choose from. There's, there's definitely there for everybody. There's, there's for that want to do for a lifetime. There's those that don't want a subscription. You can do, get your one scan per day, and then one per month you get unlimited. I mean, you can't beat that. You got a little bit of everything in there, and so. Um, which brings the point is that I realize and I believe that Zuzanka is also available for the Mac. And if so, is the experience similar? Yes, it's available for the Macs, uh, Mac computers running on M1 slash M2 uh, CPUs. Uh, that's for sure, and I've tested it on Mac, and it's usable with VoiceOver on Mac. But I don't think, I mean, the experience is pretty similar or even better because I think the camera is uh, um, is quite good on, on the Mac and the CPU is, is really good. But I don't think this is the most handy thing to do to approach your food products <laughs> to the camera on, on your Mac over the top of your keyboard, Mac keyboard. So I wouldn't necessarily say this is a very good way to to use the app but if you want to do so you can of course do that that makes sense i mean you don't want to go up to the computer with a big milk jug or whatever it is and <laughs> that's right that's right? right and so i i get that i i'm with you but for little things it, it would make sense and and so i'm guessing because you use the same credential with your apple id on your phone that it carries across the mac so one subscription or one lifetime works both devices Yes, uh, but also I think we need to stress that it's also available for iPad. And this mm. is something we've tested uh, during the testing period of our app. And uh, for some reason, and we may speculate what is the reason for this, uh, many users were more successful in using this app with an iPad. And and I may also imagine a context in which using it on a MacBook is also a very good idea because MacBook has its camera set in one position and you mm. will only manipulate with your product. So that may be a good idea. But again, I would say um, it offers so many options. You can use it on your iPhone. You can use it, on, use it on your iPad. You can use it on your MacBook. So there is plenty of scope for you to customize the use you, you want to have. You know, you presented a good point, And I always state that to with a lot of people. Put the product down. 
put it on a table, have one thing that's moving, have them both moving at the same time is just not going to get the results you want. And also, <laughs> it will probably, you're doing a big favor to the algorithm of not moving around with two places. So that brings the point of the, what kind of scan results have you had in terms of accuracy with your testers on the product? Yes, uh, obviously the app has been and continues to be in, in the state of permanent development, so it'll go up. So when we started, the accuracy wasn't that great as it is right now. And I remember me testing first beta, beta releases of the app mm. with the product, um, with one particular product, and it wasn't able to recognize it. And then or now I can take the same product and it will be able to recognize it. We didn't focus on measuring its uh, accuracy in percentages because we thought it too sterile, too lab conditions. And what we wanted instead is to have success with our testers because the lab will not work in, in the, uh, the, the app will not work in the lab, it will work in the kitchens and other places where our users will use it. So that's why during the testing process, we went straight to uh, the homes of our users and we tested it uh, with them in the real life conditions with the lightning they have, with any other conditions they, they may have. And um, gradually the algorithm did improve. For example, one complication we had at the beginning was uh, that the expiry date needed to be placed um, uh, like straight in front of the camera. It didn't, it wouldn't, I mean, it had to be placed at a specific angle. Mm. Um, so either vertical or horizontal. It didn't work if it wasn't vertical or horizontal angle. And now, thanks to angle detector, you can basically place your expiry date in where whatever position you want, it'll recognize it and, and transfer and, and read out the results. So again, to re recapitulize, we didn't want to measure accuracy in percentages. We want uh, and the users to be happy with the accuracy and they were indeed very happy with it and they are happy of course um you know I, I i know one person that's very excited and as i mentioned in the demonstration that i put out on the site is that i had a gentleman that was blind and he was in the vending machine business and the biggest thing we had problem with was being able to identify all these products that he sells they were chips they were candies they were sodas whatever those are and we could never get a successful result and when i got this brought it out first thing i did was i went to the bag of chips and a can of soda and it read it immediately it wasn't like something i had to work on it for five minutes it's just like it was just worked and i was just so stunned and i ended up calling him and he was just beyond excited because that made his life so much easier um, because he, what he was having to do, he was having to put different types of stickers on the package. And, you know, stickers can cost a lot of money. So there'd be circle ones that are due in a month and square ones are due in another two months and whatever. So now he doesn't have to worry about that. And, you know, 
most of the time I have pretty good results and I've seen a couple of people on AppleViz that had some similar issues as mine is that sometimes like I had a can here. I don't know what it was, if it was green beans or whatever, but it gave me the wrong results. So it said it was expired three months ago when in fact it doesn't expire until two years from now. And it ended up being, that's not the expired expiry date and i get it there's so many numbers on these things and sometimes it's going to happen and so um, when i ended up doing on the bottom and that's where the expiry date and it for some reason doesn't work and that's one of the reasons i was going to ask you if i held it just long enough where it will send it to the database um i had made a suggestion maybe send it hey I'm having an issue with this one because it gave me the wrong results. If I was able to send it to you say, hey, this one's having a problem. Could you tweak your AI on this particular I mean, so we don't necessarily have to do it manually. That gets sent automatically, right? Uh, thanks for the suggestion. We'll consider that. Um among any uh, among other suggestions we receive so i understand that your suggestion would be to to kind of have the option to to send the wrong results for us to to look into them yes is that right yep so you you could have this under share button once mm -hmm. the wrong result is, is recognized well the idea of, uh, with the share button was that obviously it won't have 100% accuracy. It will never have 100% accuracy. Uh, but if you feel that the results are not right, then the idea was that you would be able to send a picture to your sighted friend and say, hey, this uh, looks suspicious to me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's expired and I believe it's not. Can you tell me if the scanner works properly or not? So that was the idea. But then I think it's a valid point that you could have another option on under the share button to send the photo to us. Mm -hmm. uh, not for boop, not for us telling you whether it's correct or not because we won't be able to do that on the spot, <laughs> but for us to 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 train to continue training the the database the right. algorithm. Exactly. And I think those that get any uh, wrong information, then it gets shared with you. And of course, it, the more that people do this, the better I think in the future in terms of more accuracy. So I'm glad you presented the SharePoint. And you're right, there is a share option within Zuzanka, which is absolutely fantastic, where you can send this to someone cited. Um, and that's via share. And so you can share that by mail, messages, or import it to other applications. So that was a great feature there, too. I love that. Do you have any suggestions for people that have a hard time finding expiration date? I know that you have a great set of tutorials and placements where you can find different expiration date. But do you personally have any advice? I know you mentioned that it needs to be kind of flat. So, um well, uh, there is never going to be a definite guide to where the expiry dates are located on the packages. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if uh, the scanner kinds of thinks that the expiry date is there, uh, you could work counterintuitively by moving your iPhone away from the product, mm. <laughs> which is something that 
which is something doesn't, that doesn't come to your mind immediately because you, well, we naturally, we, we instinctively believe that if we will approach the phone, if we get it closer to the product, it will recognize it better. But sometimes this goes the other way around. So if you, if you move it away, it'll recognize it much better. Other than that, uh, try moving slowly the, the package and, uh, and go for any, uh, every side of it may, it may have. And uh, I can assure you that with practice, you will learn where most of these expiry dates are located. But obviously there will be always some cases in which uh, the algorithm will not be able to identify them. Like for example, if you have something which is black and the expiry date is black, well, no matter how we tweak the algorithm, it may not be able to recognize um, black mm. dates on black products. Sure. And that does exist, um, you know, for, I had some vision in my life, and so I do recall that there are packaging that are either too shiny or they put the same color onto the same color of the bag. There's just a lot of um, situation that can come across where nothing is ever perfect, and I'm glad you said that. But you offer a an excellent tip and advice, and that is to just kind of slowly um, go towards the bag and then just ease up and kind of just go back because you just don't know where that sweet spot is um, when the focus comes in. So you just got to be, it's a lot of practice and patience. That's pretty much I can add to that too. Um, so I am curious now, do you have any future plans for Zuzanka or any other apps? Well, we do. We do have many plans uh, oh for Zuzanka okay. and for other and for other apps. Uh, so uh, one of the plans is to include barcode uh, recognition, barcode scanner, because in some countries like Poland, this feature is not really covered. Like seeing AI, mm -hmm. it it works. I suppose it works really great in the US, uh, but it doesn't work. Mm, that well in Poland, uh, and it can actually mislead you in, into, I mean, it cannot mislead you into believing anything because the results are sometimes so off the mark, if you will. Like you take a, a can of beans and it'll tell you that it's a diamond or or jewelry or any other <laughs> thing. So, so th there seems to be many databases of barcodes and we want to tailor it to our European users. And this is what we're going to try to do because many users said uh, that uh, they would love to have uh, at a fingertip, uh, both functionalities. So barcode scanner plus expiry date recognition. That would make a lot of sense. And then they could uh, sort of have these two at the same time and use them um, to, I don't know, take notes or make um, items on their in their calendar or whatever. Now, the other thing uh, which hasn't been addressed up until now, as far as I can tell, is the um, scanning of uh, bus numbers, so bus lines numbers. And so a bus approaches the bus stop, and the idea is that you take out, take out your mobile phone, 
uh, and it will tell you what is the bus number. Mm. And uh, this is something I've been struggling with for many years again. And, uh, you know, some of these buses in Warsaw, at least, we, we have quite a developed network of public transportation. But the problem is that even even though bus drivers will have at their disposal loudspeakers to to tell us what is the bus number and what is uh, its destination, they would normally not use it. So if we are to be more independent with that, we definitely want to have uh, an app for that. Uh, This is a sort of as all the AI solutions in this respect are, uh, a brute force solution, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I find it the only solution at this at this point in time. And also for those buses that you need to hail to stop, this this is very important. The accuracy is, is good. So we are currently testing this solution. And also down mm, somewhere down the pipeline we are also trying to have an app that will recognize um, covid tests and any other similar tests that work on the same basis like for example pregnancy tests Mm -hmm. this is something which as far as i know has not been addressed until now and uh, i can imagine many situations where a blind person wants to know the results of of a given test like a blind woman wants to know whether she's pregnant or not and this is something she cannot share with her parents for example mm-hmm. or would love not to share it with her parents <laughs> before she definitely knows that this is the case and so or her partner for that matter so uh, our idea is to is to make these apps and make our lives a bit more independent, uh, although you know there are always limits to to to, to that independence. But uh, if we can scratch some space here and there, it it will definitely improve our quality of life. Boy, that's just marvelous. That's just ingenious ideas that you got there, and I know all of those would be so helpful for anyone that's low vision or blind and i'm just so excited about those ideas yeah you're right the barcode is something that needs to be location based so i suppose if you know where your location is you can pull that database of barcodes and such but that's just remarkable because it really goes hand in hand really because if i'm trying to figure out what this is and i can scan it see oh okay it's a can of green beans and it expired now i can make a note i need to go to the grocery stores and get some more can of green beans i mean that's just a thought in that angle there um, I really love the ability to scan and recognize COVID tests or similar things like pregnancy tests and let you know what the results are. That's just, I just absolutely love it. And I'm so excited for that. Yes, we are also very much excited and we are looking forward to, to doing all these things. And uh, yes, let's see well, how it'll pan out in the coming months and, and years. But uh, it's been a nice start with this app. And I'm personally very happy that the idea I had that at some point in time just caught with people. And now we receive many emails mm. from around the world, uh, people saying that 
it, it not a, well it didn't change their lives but it <laughs> made them a little bit easier <laughs> at least oh, yeah that's, that's something amazing i'm really pleased about it i it's it's like a dream for me i cannot believe that uh, that we are at the point where we have users from around the world Oh, you know, I am so grateful and appreciated. I am very, very appreciative of you and your team and designing something like this that is so useful. Um, before we head out of here, and is there anything else you'd like to include to this podcast? Oh, yes, there are many things I wanted to include in this podcast. But oh, right. uh, I, I think the most important thing and the most amusing thing I wanted to include are some of the anecdotes we had during the testing period. It was really an amazing period of time when we went from home to home and we had conversation and we improved the app. And we also went to you know our local vendors and tested the app with them. And the one time I remember going to the vendor who sells us beer and beers and wines and and crisps and whatnot. And he was asking me, well, how is your project about the, the expiry date recognition app? And and since I was buying a, a package of, of, of chips or whatnot, I told him, well, give me that package and I will scan the, the expiry date on it. And then it scanned uh, 2nd of November 2022, it may be expired. And the guy looked at it and was like, gosh, you're right. You get these two for free. I cannot sell it anymore. Oh, my that's hilarious that's awesome there is also another another story we had with another with a tester of ours a blind person and we went to her home and then she had this small candy called krówka in polish it's called the little cow in polish it's it's kind of really renowned candy in poland and and she had one piece of it, like a small piece, not a package of it, but a small piece, uh, uh, one one item of it. Uh, and uh, she showed us and, and she told us, well, listen, it'll never recognize any expiry date on it because it doesn't have any expiry date. And voila, after three seconds, it recognized 9th of July, 2020. 22. And we were all amazed. <laughs> I showed it to my sighted colleague who was with me and he said, yes, 9th of July, 2022. And it was like, what? Do, do these things have individual individual items of these candies? Do they really have expiry date? And after a while, she said, listen, I know what's going on here. I was on a wedding party and they gave us these candies and the wedding party took place on November, on January, on July 9th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Gosh, that must have been so awkward for the vendor and, and things like that. That's just hilarious that you caught them in the spot and say, hey, what are you trying to pass us here? here? <laughs> and it was very, very kind and nice. And, you know, yeah. these, these are all our local vendors. So we are right. friends with them. And also another, another time, on another occasion, we bought something, a package of something. Uh, I don't remember even what was that, but it was, uh, it was a dairy product. So you, you cannot really... Uh, tinker with <laughs> expiry date in, right. in dairy products and then the next uh, the next morning i reach out to the fridge and i say oh, well, let's use this this thing and uh, was it the cottage cheese or something like that but let's test it out with with zuzanka before uh, just uh, you know i purchased it yesterday it 
cannot be expired but let's test it out uh, it was like very crazy testing everything all the time <laughs> <clears throat> and then it was you know uh, we were in september sometime in the beginning of september and then it showed me the result was 22nd of july 2022 maybe expired Whoa. So I was like, no it's impossible it cannot be the case so i used the share button and i sent the image to my uh, friend and he said no the app is right it's expired oh. <laughs> and then i went i went to the uh, to the local shop uh, i bought uh, the, this thing at and i waited until no customers were there and i said the lady's like listen <laughs> there's something wrong with it and not now we will know that because we have our app. <laughs> and they were really amazed, but they were also very sorry for that. And of course, they gave us the new um, the new cottage cheese for us. They, they were really sorry for that. Uh, they somehow missed that one, and and that was that was an accident, of course. But then we went to the um, consumer protection office uh, with this app, and we thought they might be interested in it. And they told us, listen, this is a very good uh, thing because, uh, you know, you did the right thing. You went to your local shop and you had a chat with them and they accepted and they, and, and they ex changed uh, the product for a better one. But then uh, not all the people will be in the same situation. So you may consider adding a button when the date is uh, showing that it's expired uh, know your rights as a consumer. And this is something we, we're going to consider in the future. And there was also another sneaky tester of ours because we tested it in, in the so-called focus group. So we had several people at the same time playing uh, with the app. Mm -hmm. And uh, these, are, these were people of um, various, you know, with various uh, conditions and they had various experiences with the loss of sight and some of their them were trainers and we were particularly pleased that these people who those people who are trainers and were training accessibility trainers for other blind people hmm. they thought it was a good idea but there was this one guy who was a trainer who was very sneaky and and at one point said uh, uh, wait a minute, uh, and he came back with a sheet of paper, and the app read out uh, expiry date on a sheet of paper, A4 sheet of paper, and we asked him, what did you do? And it turned out that he mm, took a pen and wrote a random date, and the app <laughs> was able to recognize that random date. Oh, man, that was sneaky. He's bringing, oh, that's so funny. I love that sense of humor. Oh, what a, that is just so awesome about all the various stories. You know, you, you cause a revolution. You know that, right? So I could just see that once this gets into hands of all the blind folks out there, they're going to be going to all these stores and you're going to see all these blind folks in the refrigeration area checking all the products, checking the milk, butter. <laughs> you, just, you just cause a revolution. Well, we will see, but uh, of course the, the latter example is a bit hilarious, but if you think that there are some letters that arrive, for example, from the court, and uh, they sometimes have uh, the dates on them written, uh, handwritten, mm. then it becomes really useful because OCR will read the town, the date, it wouldn't read the date, it would read only the word 
the date or the month or something. It wouldn't read the complete date. But if the app can read the, the entire date, it may actually have an impact on what you do because you, there are some deadlines uh, to respond to court uh, letters from the court. And you really ought to know when it was sent. So hmm. at least that's the case in Poland. So I was really happy about it because I had to deal for some insurance reasons with the court and that was really useful. I needed to send that uh, paper to uh, my sighted relatives to, to recognize the, the date. Wow. How useful is that? So there's a lot of practical use for this other than just expiry things. That's just phenomenal. Well, Wojtek, this has been a pleasure. I am so glad you were able to come on and do an interview. And I really kind of wanted to bring you on and just listen to the story about Zuzanka and where it came from, um, where the idea came, and et cetera, and just see the final results. It's just remarkable. I'm just in love with this, and I appreciate you and the team for developing something like this. I can't wait for future updates and plans that you have. And I really appreciate you taking the time out today to do this interview for us. Thank you, Thomas, for having me. And uh, I wish all our users a happy new year and a happy and a good experience with Susanka. Excellent. Well, that's going to do for AppleViz Extra Interview Edition with Thomas Domville also known as Anonymous. Until next time, bye-bye. AppleVis podcast has been brought to you by the community of AppleVis.com for the latest in resources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com.